Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Rule the Roost podcast. My name is Raj Baines. I will be your host for today. Joining me is Mr. Sebastian Stafford Blow. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Mr. Raj Baines. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever addressed me with any sort of respect. Yeah, I thought we'd just we'd we'd have a slightly more formal podcast. You know, Excellent. For change. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I like that. Change um, of pace. Well, it's been time. a while now. We're virtually fucking strangers, so Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to shine your shoes before you'd let me speak to you. Yeah. Look in the eyes. Exactly. Uh, how have you been for the past uh, 21 days? I think it's been since we last recorded. Uh, happy. <laughs> <laughs> Much more content, generally. Yeah, just happier. I'm just fine, thank you, mate. Yeah. Fill, fill, filling in your time with sort of work and play and all that business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I bet you're happy the uh, nonsense rugby's on. The Six Nations. Uh, no, I'm not really into England rugby. Uh, I like club rugby and I like the watching the Lions, but England's a bit. I don't know. It's a bit different. It's kind of the difference between like club football and England football. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me really. It's full of cunts. Uh, mm, it is the, the the stadium is. I I, I don't um I don't I don't like sports events where people go to them. And their main objective is not to watch the actual event. And I, I Twickenham is, I don't know, it's a very, very strange place. Um, and it's not it's really... It's full of Tarquin networking, isn't it? Uh, the, the, uh, not really. I mean, it, it's, it, it is quite networking, but it's actually, it's not as full of as uh, as full of that kind of person as assumed. It's kind of a, I don't know. I mean, whilst a lot of those people are into their rugby, it seems to be full of people who aren't into their rugby and who are just... Who are there to eat and booze and to, yeah, as you say, network. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of, I like, you know, a, a club grounds. Obviously, you know, the, the seats are right up close to the pitch, and there's only eight thousand people in the ground, and you know, it's just, and it's also fifteen minutes from my there's house. A, there's only eight thousand <laughs> people in Bath, though, isn't there? Uh, Seventy. So it's kind of a healthy proportion of the population goes to rugby. Um, but it's, uh, it's just a different atmosphere. It feels a bit like Bath is for everyone and. Twickenham is just for people that can afford to spend 180 quid on a ticket, and I that I mean, is that how much it is? Uh, it can be. I mean, I haven't been for a very long time to England, so Jesus. I can't be sure. But I've I've heard. Don't they do that, that um, tailgating nonsense as well, where they take like picnic out and get prosecco going before the game? Uh, no, it's not done by the fans. That really, it's kind of um, there are there are like sort of uh, companies that set up stool outside the ground and it's just a bit it's a bit like um this is a good you've been to the o2 it's a bit like a a, a sort of an outdoor version of the concourse there it's very meh you know 
like that. Okay. Uh, not really what I like in uh, in my sport, to be honest. No, I don't think you're 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 not gonna find me sticking up for rugby union. So, yeah. No, <laughs> no, you're, in a, you're no. in a safe space here. Yeah. Um, as how's how's life been generally away from a sport? Because obviously we spend so much of our time worrying about this sort of thing. Uh, we'll get onto it, I'm sure. But you know, you're keeping yourself well. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I um any I ja- January blues or anything? No, not really. I mean, I um. I, I, I'll be honest. I need I I need to start spending a little bit more of my time away from sport because I kind of um, yeah I don't don't get to do many things which aren't involved with work or football anymore, which is a, a great privilege, of course, but also can take its toll a little bit. Um, sort of the hours on the train and the late nights and the cold press boxes and stuff. You kind of um, yeah they they uh, it it uh, it 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 comes at a price eventually. You do. Um, you got your set up pair of uh, long johns. No, but I, I was at Waterloo Station the day, and I bought myself a really big pair of woolly socks, and it was one of the best things I've bought in months. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to tell you that. Yeah. Long johns are a good purchase. I put them on before I go to the stadium because otherwise, you sit there you for freeze. ninety minutes. Wind chill gets through you. It's not just sort of because oh, you're not moving. You just sort of sat oh. there in your own muck and what have you. It's. Uh, is that a good idea? The more layers you have on, the better. Like lay, I, lay, lay, layers are your friend without question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Especially when we're sort of my ankle as well gets troublesome if it's too cold. So I put two pair of socks yeah. on as well, and that keeps it keeps it all happy and, and all under wraps. So it's um, that's good. Mm. Jack's not here. Um, he'll be upset that we've it's taken us five minutes to mention him. Um, he'll be worried. What he'll he'll have had some sort of existential crisis in this five minutes, thinking, are they going to mention me? Have they forgotten I exist? I'm <laughs> the reason this show exists. I'm the only reason people listen. No, he's he's been busy at work. Bless him. He's got loads on um, at the minute, as as happens to him periodically. I think people just think he tweets shit for a living. Um, but he sort doesn't. of does, uh, though, doesn't he? Well, he does. He wants. There's a professional non character based um, capacity. Uh, there is, yeah, somewhere in there a professional voice, which is why. He, uh, he he plays out um, so much. Anyway, um, we should probably talk about football um, since that's why we're here. Apparently, um, we've not, as I said, talked for twenty-one days. If we go back right, yeah. to Manchester City, <laughs> this is a two-all draw. It's the last game we previewed. Um, went two-nil down. Managed to come back to two-two. Cal Walker <laughs> gave the greatest push of all time. <laughs> Which still makes me laugh. Um, I'm, I yeah, think we much. deserved we to lose dreadful. by about ten, didn't we? I mean, I um, I even at the uh, when uh, when Kevin De Bruyne scored, I I just thought this is this is going to get ugly really really quickly. And also, you know, it wasn't even one of those games where we went two 0 down and then somehow we kind of seized control out of nowhere. It wasn't like that at all. It was the same game. It's just that we we had two shots on target and they both went in. It was an extraordinary game of football. It was great fun to watch. It was um, the um, yeah, it was a very entertaining game. But we were an absolute mess. Uh, it's one of the worst performance, one of the worst big game performances I've seen from a Portsmouth team for a year or two. Really poor. It was an absolutely they were brilliant, outstanding absolutely, Manchester yeah, City that, that, as well. That sort of um, but I've seen City since with with Jay Z at the top of the formation. 
But even with Aguero, even with Aguero, um, yeah, yeah, they they just look lethal, and I, it doesn't surprise me that they um, that fucking yeah, shit just like you know, really slumming it. It's well. like uh, he's there, Vincent Janssen. Um, he um, he, but they were yeah, they they. It was actually it was terrifying to watch because not only did they play very well, but um, usually we're pretty good at playing our way out of our own third, um, as everyone knows, but. For whatever reason, even even the most reliable ball players among them, like even Aldevaro was was sort of scuffing passes to Raheem Sterling, and it was, it was chaos. Um, good recovery. But. Still though, it was um, it was it was uh, no. I was going to say Manchester City only scored yeah. twice because we had we let them. They weren't brilliant goals. They were. They weren't even chances, that, you know, Raj. They were. You know, I mean, I. Okay, the no. first goal, we, we gave the ball away really badly. I, what I will say in, in Lloris, no defence to the second goal, but the first goal, they um, they watered the pitch quite heavily at half-time. Um, and I don't know if this came across on TV, but when that ball came through over the top and Sonny was, uh, well, Sonny was chasing it, it stuck a little bit in the turf um, and it probably didn't come through to Lloris at the, at the speed that he was expecting. And still, still a fuck-up, of course, but um, I had a little bit of sympathy for him for that. I actually think, because um, I've watched it so many times, sort of when you watch a game and then you watch highlights and sort of Sky will play it 50 times just to yeah. make sure you've got the message. Um, he's, he, he could have cleared that by just heading it straight forward, but he was being too clever and he tried to glance it across to his man, but in onto doing Sammy. so managed to head it straight onto the arm yeah, arm yeah. slash chest of Leroy Sané. So it, it wasn't as if he'd missed a header. It wasn't a complete fuck-up. He just tried to be too clever for his own good. Yeah, maybe. Which I think is, you know, it's still a mistake. I'm not trying to sort of dig him out of it, but if you actually watch the way his head moves and sort of even watch him as he runs up to the ball, he, he takes a glance to his side and he, he is thinking, oh, I can get out of this and make it look good by heading it across. So he... Sonny's so quick that he's managed to intercept it and yeah, um, it, it, he's it, away. Visually, it, it didn't look right, of course. Uh, I don't know what is it, what he was trying to do. I mean, maybe he was... Oh, no. In real time, I thought he'd completely He didn't, did he? had it against like, him. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was... Um, yeah. It was... It, all I say, it, you know, Lloris is obviously so far in credit that it doesn't really matter. Um, and it's, it, it was... It's worth we wouldn't even been in the game. We, 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 I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say we should have been four 0 down at half time. They were they were that much better than us, and we were that poor. It was one yeah, of the yeah, most painful halves of football I've I've seen. Tottenham the kind of you know, for, for six different time. nails in Kevin Vimmer's Tottenham coffin. That half that was just <laughs> any any shouldn't. <laughs> he hasn't be, he hasn't been I, seen I, since. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be smug, and neither of us are trying to be because we both lobbied against this. He should never have started that game, uh, just because. He doesn't work in that position. He's a he's a centre back who belongs in a two, should we say? Um, he, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's no taking away how well he filled in for yep. uh, Jan Vertonghen last year, but it's um, it, it was a completely different system. He can't cover that amount of space. Right? He's you not can't, like, mobile if you're, if you're, enough. If you're the, the left sided centre back in a three, you've got an awful lot of ground to cover, and he's just not. No, it's well, not. It's, really. it's, it's not really playing centre back. Full back hybrid. I guess. Um, and you can get away with um, sort of... Yeah, yeah he's a much better footballer as well, Vertonghen. I mean, obviously, you know. Um, 
And the same goes with Eric Dyer on the other side. Yeah, he, he's exactly. played both right back and centre back. So we we couldn't really have a much better blend when at no. full strength to play that formation. I actually think that having we'll come on to to games you know that have come later on, but I actually think that that formation now might what, be our the, strongest the because when yeah because when we play uh, uh, the the four three one two or four two three one sorry. Um, that axis of Wanyama and Dembele is fantastic at stopping the opposition and um, and sort of keeping the ball and, and channeling it and, and sort of, you know, ferrying it in between. But they're not quick enough at distributing it and we don't get it to the dangerous yeah. positions near enough, quickly enough for the people in those positions to do what they need to do in the most sort of disastrous ways that they can. Um, and it slows us down a lot. Um, and I'm not saying they shouldn't play together. Perhaps it should be something we look at in... Uh, in a four-two-three-one, because it, that's when it does cause the most problems. Uh, even though individually they're good, systematically it's sort of there's a knock-on effect. Whereas when you've got the two full-backs yeah. almost pushed up into midfield positions, it gives them far more leeway to just give the ball wide or give the ball forward. And there's so much more space and pace in that final third already there and waiting that well, it's. Um, I think I had a bit of a think about this a couple of weeks ago and it just it seems to be a sort of an instance of of uh, the more access points, the more exit points that you provide um for for a team when they have the ball in their own defensive areas, the better, especially now that kind of like high pressing is so in vogue in the league, especially in the you know, against the bigger teams. If you're playing against a back two and full backs who are quite shallow, then really your only way of moving up the pitch um without you know playing direct balls or long diagonals which invariably get gobbled up by center backs um is to go through Dembele in our team because he's really the only one who's actually good enough on the ball um this is on the assumption that Eric Dyer isn't playing in midfield but he's the only one who who can actually come deep collect it and then be trusted to you know pivot around someone or bring somebody else into play and I think over the course of the last six months probably on the basis of what happened last season um opposition managers are becoming better at targeting Dembele um and I don't know that seems to affect that like you say the pace at which the ball goes forward whereas if you have three center backs you know full backs who are pretty wide and you know obviously Dembele and a Wanyama in midfield that's an awful lot of ground for someone to cover you know even even for a Liverpool who like to press with five or even six it's you got to get it absolutely right otherwise it's pretty easy to to, to skip through your press with that amount of players and that amount of ball players as well, because you've got Vertonghen, obviously good on the ball. Dyer's got a good passing range. Alderweire is exceptional with the ball at his feet generally. Um, and then Rose and Walker, who who sort of naturally, yeah, very hard to kind of cut off the uh, the angles to them if they're that high. Good. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next game, we nor, can, did, nor did um, I. I didn't actually see this one until I saw the sort of extended highlights later on. I was at Spot Rochdale, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rochdale, I honestly. promised my girlfriend yeah. a day without football, so I didn't see that at all. Oh, well, you missed okay. that a great no, uh, day at <laughs> Spotland because, uh, <laughs> the the pitch, the pitch was so shit that Huddersfield couldn't play football, and for half an hour, um. Rochdale looked like they were going to win and then Tom went ahead sort of last five minutes of the first half tapping um, because they're, they're, they're morbidly mm-hmm. obese goalkeeper to be quite frank um, <laughs> miskicked went straight to um, Izzy Brown I think and he, he laid it across uh, to Kanar who's making his debut but what 
David Wagner did at halftime was he just went, we can't play on this pitch, it's shit. So he brought on his centre-back up front and he, <laughs> <laughs> the centre-back scored twice. Um, so it was, a, it was a day day good day out. Um, but yeah, all the way through that game though, the, the sort of the two people behind us had bets on, I think. And I think this happens to us so many times where you, games get spoiled because people have got bets on them discussing them. So rather than checking my phone, I was just listening into. Oh, of them what? so you you stayed away from the results in the stand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just I, not, I normally do check them, but I, I hadn't really. But knowing those two were behind me, sort of gabbing on, I just let them go at it because I knew I'd pick up. You know, they were filtering through every now and then. Um, and when you're at the game as well, yeah, an announcer yeah, tends to read out on my half time and stuff. Um, mm. So I knew that Tottenham weren't in a good way. And when I heard that sort of Wickham went two up. I was, I was questioning what was happening because sort of Carter Vickers had started at the back. Vaughan was playing. Uh, Wimmer was playing, wasn't he? Um, so we, I weren't exactly sure what had gone wrong. And then when we got back to 2-2, two, two, I thought, oh, this will be fine now. And then they went 3-2 down. I was like, hang on a minute. This could be embarrassing. And <laughs> They won it in the last minute. Um, and we'd actually left the ground at this point. And um, we were just walking past some people in a car and I think they had the radio on and someone just went, oh, fucking hell, Tottenham have won. And I started <laughs> laughing, like properly howling. And Sykes, Sykes just looked at us like, you're a jummy, jammy cunts, you. So, uh, I don't know. But uh, how was your experience of the game? Were you, did you sort of, while you were with your uh, last Not really until right at the end and I, I kind of, I... Yeah, she does. But the thing is, is football, that because... I go away a lot for football. Um, the, that concessions have to be made, and um, she's also she, she's um, she's gone to visit her parents for a few weeks. Um, so I promised a couple of weekends of no press box um, and no football on TV. And so we were we were actually walking around a, a bookshop, and I saw I, I went on to live score, and it was three two to Wickham, and I just thought, oh fuck off, and turned it off. <laughs> and then um, and then we were walking into in town, <laughs> and uh, we went past. I think it must have been a bookies. And they had the, um, you know, um, you know, the Vidi printer on Soccer Saturday on Sky. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw Tottenham four three uh, on the on the um, uh, on the uh, uh, through through the glass. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did. I, I had a little, a little bit of to yourself. you know, go on football moment, <laughs> which uh, I got I got shouted at a little bit for uh, quite reasonably. Um, but uh, yeah, I did I, I I've said to Jack before on this pod that. Um, that, uh, that I, I quite enjoy, um, or at least when it suits me, uh, quite enjoy a lowly team being put in their place. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I know, I know how that makes me sound, but I just do. Sorry, um, I kind of the crueler the better, actually, because no, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think Gareth Ainsworth, by all accounts, from everything I've ever heard, is is a lovely chap, but um, uh, he looks like he's, he looks like he's. Uh, Sort of one of them who'd try and have a conversation with like young yeah. lads in the pub to prove he's cool though with the way he dresses and his yeah. Hair well, apparently he is quite legitimately cool, uh, and also a pretty good player, Gareth Ainsworth in his day. Um, I have to say, I saw him play a few times, um, and he's still got his winger's hair as well, which is good. Um, but uh, he, um, yeah, sadly for him, no dice. Yeah. Um, uh, who have we got in next round? Fulham away. Yeah. Which is a great That's place to watch football, Craven Cottage. So I'm kind of yeah, happy that, about that. that. 
Yeah, because I was wanting I, every time we have a draw, I always want Tottenham and Huddersfield to get. Yeah. Into Huddersfield got Manchester City at home, so there'll be um, a great manager again from Germany against Pep Guardiola. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Which is always good. Uh, Huddersfield are going to win that. Not really. Yeah, not really into my football betting anymore. No. Yeah, I got a bit bored of it. I, I, I'm not really into betting generally. I I I went on a right run over Christmas. Oh, nice. I think I what do you have a big accumulator? I put a tenner on. It was, yeah. Oh, okay. I only had like an eightfold on. Um, but the last game on the first one was that um, Roma Juve game at Juve. Um, and it was 1-0 UV, and Roma absolutely fucking battered them for that entire second half. And I was just hovering over that cash-out button. What was your cash-out option? Like, no, you've come what was the value? Just leave it. I think it okay. was about 80 quid less or something like that. It was still over 100 quid, but like... Nervy few minutes, that. <laughs> yeah. Roma absolutely fucking battered them, and I, I swear I've never been more into a, a game that didn't involve Tottenham in my life. I was... Genuinely, fucking, yeah, it was horrible. I, we had oh, dinner nightmare. as well halfway through it. That was the worst thing. So it was just after half time we were going to have dinner. So I had to put my iPad away in that, no TV on or whatever. Um, and when I went back, I was like, oh, we're going to be fucking losing or something. I can't have my phone at the table. I can't be sat there with fucking <laughs> betting app open on phone while we're having dinner. That's not, that's not right. <laughs> so I had that nervy minute where I'm fucking wolfing my food down. Like, can I be excused, please? Um, belting it back upstairs to watch game and whatnot. Um, but now they, they got out of it. And next one after that, I sort of I put it on and I forgot about it. And when I came to end it game, I sort of looked at it and well, everyone nice, won. nicely done. Oh, happy days. That rarely ever happens to me where I get two back to back. It was uh, especially during Christmas Ugh, and New Year when uh, you've got uh, Christmas uh, to pay for and then tax yeah, on that comes called in January. Week, that one, wasn't it? So, uh, me. I hate paying tax. Oh, fuck me. Mm. It, it, that, it that's kind of every year. It should do. I, I mean, I hate yeah, it, obviously. Um, but it's uh, yeah. yeah, I hate it. Yeah, not a good day. It's kind of the only day of the year when I regret being a uh, being self-employed. Because um, you, that's it. Yeah. You, you just you I feel rich than you really it. are, and then you get to January and you think, oh god. <laughs> uh, and you just sit there on that depressing screen, clicking next, 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 until you're like, can you just show me the figure yeah, that you're going to well, steal from me now, please? You wait till the taxman sees my deductibles next year. Fuck you. <laughs> Payback time, boys. <laughs> I know I, n- I never put any on. I'm too lazy for any of that. I just I just make it up and sort of I put in one figure. I don't even itemize it. I just put in one foot. So when when when, when you disappear for six hook, months in the middle of a, of a pod season, you'll have been done for tax. When they audit me. Okay. <laughs> no, I Yeah, it's a better option. You you more, get the rebate, but it takes a long time to get exactly. it. But Yeah, I always get in some I always end up getting some back, but I always I can't be asked fucking sitting there all day. It's like this is painful enough without fucking making me go step by step through what you're gonna make me. Uh, uh, I've got a big bag of receipts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about painful, um, Sunderland away nil nil. Jesus, uh, there's nothing to say about the game because nothing happened in the game. It's one of the, I think I tweeted after the game that when I'm on my deathbed, I will be thinking about the 90 minutes that I wasted of my life watching this. It was abysmal. Not We couldn't create anything. There was one Wanyama header that he should have scored where we may have done a smash and grab. They were happy for their point. Um, like They had no ambition to do anything else. Um, 
it was one of the I actually I can't go time I was seen. actually I was covering um Bournemouth Palace that night so I missed it I was following it on um on Twitter and it's just a much better way of following bad Tottenham games than actually having to watch them because you just you're left with the comments and I, I will never watch that game just because it can't possibly be as bad as it's imagined now in my mind because if I remember one point Jack saying that he quote despised Ben Davis <laughs> just such vitriol I was just saying them 90 minutes and just different people yeah you know what uh, I've got uh, when we talk about the, uh, the next yeah don't, don't, don't talk about really don't about that. yeah yeah um, Hungwin Son we'll come on to him but Hungwin Son had a really good game against Borough and I actually think one of the effects of that is that he has far less defensive work to do because Ben Davies hangs back and he's not having to sort of share his attacking workload on the left. And he doesn't trap yeah. back nearly half as much as he needs to when sort of Danny Rose is there. That freedom he gets almost as a knock-on effect of Ben Davies not getting forward as much as he should gave him an extra bit of freedom to be good. And uh, maybe that's me reaching, but I, I genuinely think that is a contributing factor to why I think he had such a good game. Because he was a If you take away the need for him to, to do any work without the ball then it's generally a much better situation for everybody because like, if, if you need him to defend, he'll always let you down. Um, but then I, I suppose the counterpoint naturally is that, you know, in a game that mattered when everyone was available, Ben Davis is never going to start ahead of Danny Rose. And so you, I just don't think you can, I, I don't no. think you can, uh, well, look, we're, we're infringing on, yeah. Okay. He did play well. He did. He had a few, but no, that, I don't no, know. I mean, I, I, I thought he played quite well. I thought he was a little bit wasteful. What did you make of the, the, the Borough game in general? Because I think it was another one of those matches where it showed that we had yeah. one of our main creative I thought we were quite bad, mate. I mean, I, I didn't think that um, we moved the ball well enough. And we, 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 I, I think what it showed is is the problems that created when we, when, not just when we lose Rose, when we lose Vertonghen as well. Um, I think it sort of the whole left side. Just to give you an idea of how bad we were against Sunderland, that Middlesbrough performance <laughs> was Christ. about 600% okay. better. Um, which shows you sort of we needed a penalty to get past a shit team, and uh, yeah, well, we couldn't even do that. In in fairness, in the the, the the Borough game, uh, to the Borough game, even to the performance, um, we did need a penalty to get past them, but we should have scored a couple. I mean, like I've, it, it was our attacking phases were really chaotic and muddled. It was a bit strange to watch, um, and I think that they're sort of. Um, you know, Son Son did play quite well, but there were a couple of times in the first half, especially when he, he made some pretty poor choices. Um, that that chance when he went near post instead of you know either hitting the target or dragging it to the um, dragging to the far post. Um, yeah, there was one where he got through one on one, and he he's left footed, so he yeah. tried to hit across the keeper, um, which gave Valdez. He gave himself yeah. a much smaller area of the goal to aim at and gave Valdez a much easier save on the floor when if he wraps his foot around it and starts the ball outside of the post and, and puts it in that way, Valdez has got much less of a chance of saving it and he's got, you know, he's increased his yeah, ability to I hit agree. the target untold amounts. And he, he's, he seems to struggle with easy chances unless it's like a tapping or something he doesn't score those but when it's sort of an almost difficult one where he's got to not just put his mind to it or think about it but he's got to sort of go through his process a bit more rather than just snatching at it he does far better 
Well, um, Stoke away is a really good example of that. Scoring... that chance that... Well, the, the first one... Would have scored a couple it, of belters. It was okay, but the, the second one was a great goal. and um, But it was just... It was a ridiculous chance to take on from that. I mean, not it wasn't a, a particularly um, acute angle, but just in terms of its difficulty, there aren't very many players who can do that. Um, and there are, there are even fewer who would take that first time from that distance with the options that were around, with the, that were around him. It was... Um, yeah, great finish. But, what, what, you know, having said that, look, he... It was that, that the, the the sort of the sequence which led to the penalty was almost identical, almost in area as well to the um, to the one he won against West Ham. I mean, uh, uh, I think Bernardo was the defender. He just fell for exactly the same trick, which is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, yeah, like if you were his manager, you I think you just punch him in the dressing room because yeah, lovely footwork, well done, but come on. Having heard stories yeah, about exactly. Karan I mean, far just, off a like, how can you? How can you, he, uh, yeah, just bizarre defending. But, you know, he, um, it was worth three points, so good for him. Son rather than Bernardo, of course. But, yeah. um, <laughs> um, what do you make of the, the rest of the performance? I think we, we touched on it. We sort of had discussed about mm. different formations, especially with, sort of, with Danny Rose missing and we, we're not having the confidence in Kevin Wimmer to play um, three at the back. I don't know. I, 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 it's, it, would it be a game sort of the one thing that sort of uh, I, I never ever yeah. want to give Tim Sherwood credit? Careful. But the one thing he did was he was so simple that he the generic way he set up the team against shit teams just sort of put it out there as yeah. let's see who's got the better talent on the field and sort of there was no tactics to it. It was almost sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, We've got the better players. We'll score more goals, basically. Fucking... Yeah, yeah. Because he put two up top, which you know yeah. is horrific to watch most of the time. He didn't yeah. have a natural balance to the team. He'd have sort of <laughs> Chadley in defensive midfield, Sigurdsson on the wing, Carl Christian Eriksen playing right back. Yeah. It was yeah. a complete. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Walker, wherever he had him that one time. Yeah, he'd completely fuck about Kyle Norton playing centre back. Um, but because we just had the better players on the field and they'd been given no other instruction than to go out and win the game, they would. So I'm, I might. Uh, is, is my question would be: Is there some value in not overthinking home games against shit teams and just going balls out and going? You know what? We're going to put Janssen and Kane up top. We're going to have you know mm. our inside forwards playing high up. We're essentially going to have four forwards on the field and we're going to fuck you up. Because um, I think Ferguson used to do it, I think. Because I don't think Ferguson uh, against those teams was sort of thinking he was a tactical genius. I mean, one of his greatest mm. talks ever was lads, it's Tottenham. So maybe there is some value in not overthinking opponents that don't deserve. Well, that I, 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 I have a, a theory on this in that I don't believe that sort of, I think we, we overstate the importance of formations in that kind of game. I think obviously shape is important but on the basis that sort of a formation in you know Pochettino's team is quite a fluid concept anyway we're not a rigid side really but I, I think sort of against a Middlesbrough a side essentially who um as they have done at, as they did at the Emirates as they did at the Etihad and successfully we should add earlier in the season um I think what really matters is is the conviction uh within the players and the chemistry that they're able to generate within the game because 
you know, you can have all the shape you want in those kind of games and you can you can create all the sort of the, the, the micro advantages in different areas of the pitch and the numerical mismatches. Ultimately, if you don't move the ball with proper purpose, it's not really going to count for anything because if the ball doesn't move quickly enough, uh, a unit like that, and Borough can defend. I mean, I know they struggle going forward and they're low in the table, but they really can defend. Yeah, and for, for, for good the reason too. In the league um, on they're very well organised. And so... That's how they um, played in the championship as well. It's not as if they've romped they through that league. They just had better forward players than everyone else. Well, they, yeah. And uh, they were well set up. And because they'd invested so much money in that squad, that's what allowed them to get up after so many failed attempts is they just, you know, in a, in a very Sherwood manner, they just exactly. had more money on the field than anyone and they, else. Look, they're they're, talent, they're, and they're, they're hardly a pauper team either because, okay, they, they are newly promoted, but at the same time, they've got a Champions League winner playing goal for them. They've got a very settled... Of He's not, not going to be no. on the and, and They are a very either. decent defensive unit. So in that scenario, the sort of... What you can't allow for is the kind of the little hesitations which manifest when players are slightly off form, like a kind of a bobbly touch from Kane, a bit of hesitancy from Ericsson or, you know, um, and if you add into that situation, uh, Danny Rose's absence and you remove the ability to actually penetrate the lines and, you know, get to get to the byline on one side of the field, it matters far more the kind of the, I suppose... I, I, I don't want to reduce it to something like being positive because that, that is just a show it isn't. But essentially that, you, you, you kind of, you have to have a little bit of swagger when you play those teams at home. Um, it's less, okay, every Premier League game has to be thought through and it needs a certain tactical approach. I completely get, um, appreciate that. But um, I think more so than, than, than against Manchester City away or Man United or Trafford, I think it matters, you know, mentally how you approach that. Um, and actually, I, I say, like, I, I, I thought we were a bit disorganized and I thought we were a bit wasteful, but I thought we were pretty good against in that side of things um, against Borough. Yeah. It's almost comparable to, you know, when you're on a, a night out and you see a lass who's getting a lot of attention. No, I haven't had a lot sort of You'll see like the type of lads who'll spend. So I don't <laughs> If you cast <laughs> cast your mind back yeah, a, a, yeah. F- f- a few decades, sub to to the speakeasies, um, yeah. You know yeah, when yeah. you see, <laughs> yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a live band playing in the corner, and yeah. there's line dancing. Um, yeah, not line dancing, ballroom dancing. No, I didn't, you, no. you didn't grow up in the south. Um. Anyway, um, you know when you're out and you see a lass who's getting a lot of attention, you'll see there's there's lads who sort of try and take like a a more steadied approach and they'll go in for a conversation or they'll be sort of clever about it, but they're not the ones who'll take her home. It's the chav in the corner who's had 20 fights, goes up and slaps We need ass. to walk up to them and slap their ass. Maybe you just need to be more... Yeah, I mean, that's not something I'd come No, but in a football mentality. The, more of the you, first example. It, it... But, in, but in, in comparison, that sort of lack of subtlety and sort of that, that heavy-handed approach, um, maybe, you know what'd be you know what'd be better i'm not sure i mean the one showwood game i saw live at, at newcastle away the, there was no structure to right. tottenham there was nothing planned but because just because they had players on the field and and Addy Bayo felt good about himself because he got to do a salute to a dickhead and um newcastle he scored a couple of goals chadley scored a world well. and i mean it's, uh, we were it's be fair yeah 
but that that's the thing. Like we could make Middlesbrough look hopeless given the the talent we have on the field, but maybe because we treat them with the same respect we give mm. to top tier sides, um, we they, they get away with it a little bit more. I'm not sure because Middlesbrough have no, done that job. They on, made on Arsenal look very away. very blunt. They so did it's the not same as if Man City, you know, when they play other. I mean, they're, they're not. They don't get fucked five nil every week. I mean, weirdly, they were by West Ham or three nil a few weeks ago, three one. Um, but they, 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 they're not, yeah, they're very rigid. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just think sort of, um, it's not like playing, it wasn't a game like playing Swansea a few weeks ago or Bournemouth at the lane or, you know, those kind of sides who, who, you know, that first of all, that they, 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 they doubt even their own ability to, to come out of that game with a clean sheet. Middlesbrough don't. They set up to do that. They their entire game plan is it, it seems to be away from home at a ground like Water Lane seems to be predicated on we're not going to concede the goal and we're not going to do much up the other end. But that's okay because we have this sort of this um, you know deservedly uh, high regard for our own abilities in our own half. Uh, that's fine. I mean, but I, I I don't I don't with with a Middlesbrough type game winning one 0 against that kind of side is is just in my eyes it's always fine because. I, I, Jack always exactly especially and, and in this Jack half of the season for saying things like this and he's quite right to but like five years ago we lose that we don't get the goal and then Negredo hits one in off his ass or something it's it's like the um, it's like the Sebastian Larson goal but from, how many you know, I, the, the only is, yeah the only problem with that Seb is though for how many years now completely can understand. we continue Co- no, to completely hark valid. back to five years ago? Because it, it's something I'm guilty of as well. It's something, you know, there's more than once I've written an article sort of Tottenham in crisis. But yeah, if of this course. Is what a no, of crisis it, it's a very, very now, valid point, Raj. And, and it, it's it, quite right. It's just a habit that I'm going to, that I'm probably never going to shake because... Because next year, but five that, that, years ago, we'll still have been a decent well, that, team. We'll have been in the Champions League five years ago. <laughs> it might even be five years That's ago true. now. But I, I just, it's, um, it's more that, it's not that I'm trying to use that as a context to create any real judgment. More just, fine. No, I completely forget get about it. You, no you one's ever it, watching the pilots of that game ever again. But we won, we got three points, and the teams below us lost <laughs> on that day. I mean, like City and, um, uh, and Man United won on Sunday. But it, it, it was just like, we needed to win. And we needed to to build a little bit of buff, buffer ahead of Liverpool. Brilliant, you know. And we win. Arsenal lost. Great. That's about that. That's all I really care yeah. about. And, oh, and, and, and sort of, you know, again, it would have been very typically old Spurs to Arsenal lose, Liverpool lose. We fuck it against someone that we should beat at home. And, and, and that we don't do that will always make me smile. Uh. Yeah. I mean, we could have... We could have drawn again, um, which I think would have put most people on the edge of calling Samaritans. <laughs> yeah, after exactly. that Sunderland game, uh, I think it's okay. time we talked about Sun because I think because we talked about him every week from the start of the season. After you said that you wanted him, sort of hung, drawn, quartered, <laughs> given to national service, and invited to his funeral. I wanted him sold. Yeah. Um, well, more than people bored kept like. There's a phase where um, like. That's all people would talk to me on Twitter about. Like, all I get... Not not even talk to me. They would just type Son and send it to me. And you'd be like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a really good goal against Swansea. But, yeah. Go on then. Ask away. Um, 
But but yeah, we we put a date on it. We said because I think the last time I got bored with it was the last time we played Sunderland, and then we got a lot of questions about it. And I said we won't talk about him again properly until after the next time we play Sunderland, which was last time, which yeah. turned out to be an absolute shit show. Um, but how has your feelings towards him gone? Because he's he's had an all right season. He's been scoring goals. He's been assisting. When he gets in the team, especially against shit teams, he he seems to sort of contribute. Um, I think he's undoubtedly had a better year than he did last time already. Um, he gives us something else. Um, and sort of without his goals, we I think we'd be a poorer side. Um, but but where do you stand? Have you, have mm, you if anything, I've softened a bit towards more frustrated him? With him you... Because I think this season the high points have been better. And this season we've had a, like, he's more vividly portrayed just how good he's capable of being. But, I mean, he's just a maddening player because he he kind of, okay, I'll give you an example. Man City, I was kind of, um, I was at that game and, and uh, you know, I, I thought when he came. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Came on at halftime. That was the right decision because we needed a little bit of... We needed, we needed to, an, an aggressive response to that first half because we'd been very docile and looked very fragile. And it came on and... Uh, he he gave away the ball, which led to um, uh, Leroy Sanna's goal. Admittedly, you know, Lurie shouldn't have made his error, but still, it's another defensive mistake, really, from him. And then he scores the equaliser, and it, a lovely finish. A great bit of play by Ericsson and Kane, of course, first, and a, a chance you'd expect him to take, but a really good, valuable finish nonetheless. And it was just, that kind of summed it up for me. He He, he brings as much as he takes away. I mean, he, 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 um, I was, I watched, uh, the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge. Um, I watched it with Jack and Mrs. Jack in, um, in, in a pub in Earl's Court. And it just infuriated me because it was sort of the, the, the goal that Victor Moses scored didn't result from, um, something that Son did, but was a consequence of him just not bothering to track a runner. And I just, he, he, I, I just can't shake the feeling that he is one of those players that belongs at an Everton. You know, a for a side who who have strictly you you want to finish between seventh and fifth each season, he'd be great because you could deal with the sort of he seems to have two or three weeks when he's great, two months where he's really poor, and then he he sort of bounds between those cycles. And I just I if he was less talented, I, I wouldn't care. If he was less talented, I'd be like, look, he's, he's, he's a perfectly fine substitute. You bring him on for 20 minutes at the end of the game. He's not a first choice at Tottenham because even, even with Lamella out, uh, out injured for so long, he's kind of, okay, he played against Borough, but with, um, I think 
what we've seen so far is that what we've seen over recent weeks is that Pochettino's first choice uh, 11 does not include either Son or Musa Sissoko. Um, quite reasonably, meritocracy, completely fine with that. But I, I just, you're an Asian player of the year and we've seen what you can do. And this is not adjustment. This is not, I'm finding it difficult in this league anymore. This is a player that just fluctuates violently um, between two sort of, very binary states and i hate it you know i i, I completely um believe that he has a, a value to play and and I, I i would love it if he you know 20 goal season and he showed exactly how good a player he is not every week just maybe three weeks out of four two weeks out of four but it, it just i don't know and he just seems like a bit of a flat track bully to me rog as well um had a very very good game against man city at the lane um was extremely poor in the derby scored a goal against man city but was you know non-existent otherwise i i, I just I, I can't i can't sign off on him just because he scores um you know the fourth goal in the five more one over swansea or because he does a nice little bit of footwork against west ham these are these are fine if you are nasa chadley but son is an infinitely more talented player than nasa chadley and yet they, they kind of their contribution is relatively similar. It's that, you know, that thing with Chadley that you always used to say that well, he just scores goals. He doesn't necessarily play very well. And over 89 of his minutes, maybe not hopeless, but completely forgettable. But then he'll score a goal. And everyone's like, well, he's actually a really good player. It's like, well, is he? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of back in back in sort of uh, I think it was around September, October time. I thought, actually, I'm wrong about this. But then they learned no sooner as I thought that. I remember being in the Man City game and thinking that look, he's cured. whatever was going on, he's cured it. Brilliant, fantastic. And then he wasn't seen again really until December, October, November. It's just, yeah. I just think we have better players, mate, more consistent players. And I don't like the idea, as with Sissoko, I don't like the idea that, you know, a player that we spent so much on and presumably employ at a very um, expensive rate sits on the bench and plays 15 minutes i just think you, you have a right to demand more um and yeah i i see that attitude in almost all of our players um and he he's very he, he seems like a very personal chap seems very happy-go-lucky but maybe i don't know maybe that that that, that there's a cost involved in that i don't think i've been unfair okay I, 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 um, I don't... I, no i think it's I mean, actually the, um a more reasoned argument to make at this point of this season than it was at the start of his second season at the club. I think you've uh, far more of a of sort of a sample size. Um, he's had far more opportunity. I think. Um, I think he's been sort of played in in games and in situations where he he necessarily wasn't last year. Um, so it's much easier to sort of evaluate his his character um than it may have been last year because you know as we've seen many a time the the first year of a player coming to a club or try to fit into especially a, a squad as tight as ours a, a league that's as sort of uniquely um sort of separate as the premier league to sort of judge the pace of and and sort of getting to tune with um not necessarily because it's of a higher quality just because it's different. sort of yeah. of its own um yeah, it's it's different. Um, so that I, I'm always sort of reticent to to do that to a player after one year. Um, but I would I would say as 
I would say we're, we're closer in thinking than we were at the start of the year. I do share those frustrations, um, mainly because of things I said before. Like he, he can do score, brilliant things, you know. Uh, scissor kick against Swansea, but he'll not score the one-on-one against Middlesbrough that could have, you know, we could have gone on to one four or five if he just scored that because they're not scoring a goal at White Hart Lane. Um, and if their back's broken early, they, they mm-hmm. at some point they will have to push you out because they're desperate for points. Um, and if they don't, if they just sit on the reels for the rest of the game, we win 1-0 and, mm-hmm. you know, that's that. Um, but it's... It's little things like that. It's, it's sort of percentages, and there are areas in which I think you know because he is so young, because he is he, he still looks raw to me. He still looks like a, an unfinished product. He, I don't think it's necessarily attitude. I, I think it's naivety. He strikes me as a as a very young man for his age, even in his characteristics. When you see him interviewed, or yeah, he seems when you quite see his behaviour around other players. Um, yeah, and and I think that is reflected in in his ability on the field. And I think that if you were to sort of juxtaposition that against Delhi Ali, who you know acts like a man, holds himself like a man, sort of you know, he plays beyond his years almost in his position. Sort of his his positional senses of aggressiveness and stuff. Uh, uh, sort of not of a sort of a lad who's just turned twenty, whereas Son's got a couple more years on him. He, he just seems a little more sheltered and a little more soft. Um, which I think can get on him. I think he, he he might get in his own head a little bit. I think there is a little bit of self doubt there with him. Um, I'm not ready to sort of give up on him because, as you say, he's got so much talent. Yeah, without um, question, and there is so much ability have, there yeah. that there 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 might be a penny drop moment, and he he does give something else in that wider position that nobody else gives. Sort of the way he shifted his feet for those those two penalties we've been discussing. Uh, no other player in our squad has that sort of, you know, level of control in in close quarters. Or I, I, I'd add Lamella sort of to that, and the probably Ali to do that. I, I think Ali's. I mean, I, I know there was a little bit of license with some of the way he went to ground a couple of times, but Ali's got that in his game. I, I'd say. No. But he he does it quite often. It's not as if it's a one-off. Yeah, yeah definitely. And he's a skill to him, and he's got fantastic strike and things. So, I th- I'd see your frustrations. Um, and sort of, I see the fact that sort of his output is has increased compared to last season. Although that's not saying much, um, but there's still, I think there's still a player in there. I, I um, and uh, you know, maybe it's a case where he needs to go and be that's... the Billy Big Bollocks at a smaller club to learn that he, there's a player in there. I mean, I I, I'm, I remember writing something a while back about Gilfie Sigurdsson, um, saying that sort of when a team is built around him. And he is the focal point of attacks and, and things. That is when he will be the best player. But he doesn't hold the ability to be that player at a top flight, not a top flight, a top tier side. So if he cannot be that man for a Tottenham because he's not as good as Christian Eriksen or Eric Lamella. He can't do that. Maybe he could do it at Liverpool, but they'd, they'd probably prefer it to be Firmino or, or Coutinho. Like yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be at City. It's not going to be at United. So you know, the biggest club or the biggest you know sort of club that you could see a Sigurdsson going to is maybe a Everton or a West Ham, and he would be really good there. And you know, in that Everton side, he'd be an upgrade on sort yeah. of Ross Barkley or something like that because he's a much more assured and complete player. And he does have all the talent in the world at the same time. Oh, we're talking about Sigurdsson again. Okay, Sigurdsson's talent. 
Yeah, but he he'd be he'd be fantastic, and maybe that's the same thing for Son. Maybe he he needs. I I still believe he of... needs. I mean, the reason I would say that he needs to be in that kind of team is because I I don't believe he can defend. And I don't believe he works hard enough without the ball. And I think if you, the point you made about Ben Davis earlier was, was um, uh, sorry, salient in that I think if you if you give him a role inside which doesn't demand anything of him other than just to be impactful with the ball at his feet or with his runs off the ball in the opposition half, I think he'd be an excellent player. But like sometimes, and I think we said this in the summer, sometimes the best player is not necessarily the right one. And I just. It, it, the the point about um, how well like Deli Ali copes, you know, how his maturity is developed in, at Tottenham, I think that's also that seems to be a kind of hallmark of a lot of the young players we have. I'd say, okay, early days of course, but Harry Winks has that little like that that, that shred of DNA which allows him, you know, uh, Eric Dyer did when oh, he first turned yeah. up. Um, you know, the, the, this this is not. I mean, okay, it's unique in football as a whole, but it seems to be more common in our side. And he he is a kind of, he is an outlier because, you know, he's young, but he's 24. I mean, he's not that young. Um, he's not young enough where if, if he was an 18-year-old, you think, okay, you got some growing up to do. You, you got some, I, I, I don't know, whatever the process that occurs between 18 and 25 is, you got to experience that, fine. You just, I, I, it just seems like such a an odd personality for this kind of team. I mean, our players are... You know, here's a thing that I've I've noticed, and I don't think, thinking about it now, that it's a coincidence, is that, you know, when the club put out their sort of uh, who yeah. you sit next to on the coach type things, the three that sit together are Ben Davies, yeah. um, Son and Wimmer. And I don't think it's any coincidence that they're the three players that probably come in for the most amount of doubt from fans. I think Davies is the least deserving of that because sort of his yep. biggest crime is not being Danny Rose. Um, but with the other two, I think it, it sort of their sensibilities maybe just don't fall in line closely enough with the managers. Um, and sort of he's he's not a, a man manager in the sort yeah. of Allardyce Pardew mould, but there is a certain desire and personality and, and sort of tenacity to a man that you need to be able to yeah. be seen on a level with Pochettino. The reason why Danny Rose has done so well under him is because there's probably, you know, mm-hmm. a comparable character to them both. There is a bit of naughtiness in them both. Danny Rose does like putting his foot in. No, he's from Doncaster, so he's going to be a bit of a shit. Um, and, you know, Pochettino was no saint himself as a footballer. You know, he doesn't want his players to act like that either. We've we've seen that plenty of times from how they conduct themselves on the field. So you know, maybe maybe there is. I it, it's something just to be said nagging for that. doubt that. Uh, yeah, it, it's a. I don't know. I think I think we've said this an awful lot now, but it's the character that troubles me. It's not the talent. I mean, the he did a, the one thing that the one thing that troubles me as well is that he he he's on record of as having asked for a move away from the club this summer and if it yeah. takes one sort of below par season for you to you, give up, you don't want to use a word like soft maybe you... um because that's not really fair i, I just think there's a um uh naivety yes naivety but, i mean is, i, I, I i'd say I that there's you know if you if you were doing the old championship manager football ratings i'm not sure that son would would reach double figures for his determination in a general sense, it just, he seemed that, that he was so eager to quit so quickly, just thought, okay, mate, right. 
And he, he, he's played very nicely at times this season and he's been a valuable part of our season, of course. He scored six or seven goals, maybe eight. I don't, I don't know, but he... um. In the... Would we be any worse off, say, if Son had left the club? Mm, uh, well, yes, I think so. I mean, he's been a valuable part of the season, but then Wolfsburg are willing to pay £24 million for Son. So what, what am I getting in return for that? Am I getting Wilfred Zaha or am I... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I know, but it's it's hypothetical. Oh. It's just sort of everything has to be evaluated as an opportunity cost, Raj. I think that's that that thinking from... I, I understand that thinking from the club in that sort of towards the end of a window selling him, that, that's empty money because clubs will know that you have that amount of money to spend. Nope. So that they'll not be looking for that. They'll be looking for the fee on top that you're willing to spend beforehand. So if you're offering sort of 14 million for... Wilfred Zaha, they'll go, yeah, you've got 20 mate, in your pocket from Wolfsburg. But this there. is we, a universal truth of the transfer market, mate. Um, it's, I, it's quite correct, but I mean... But it becomes that, it becomes that you, you, you get to that Berahino problem then where you're spending above the odds for a player who is not worth it and they will then be judged against that fee uh, and they'll be on a hiding to not again. I, 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 um, and it's a it's a it's a it's but a continuous that, circle that, of but mate, that, disappointment that's the game. That's, and anger that that's not I really don't about Son or Barahino or Sahar. That's just that is the transfer market. I mean, I I just would we have been worse off without him this season? Absolutely. But everything has to be evaluated in you know in in terms of opportunity cost. So if he was if he had been sold, so are you are you now glad ah. that we didn't sell him in the summer? Would you have taken a worse season uh, to have got rid of him? I don't know what I think. I mean, I... I, don't, I think he's had a good enough year that that um, money will still be Yeah, I, I'd say... I don't think his value has increased because I think I think all of the doubts that existed around him are still there. Um, I don't think he's shown that he's capable of doing anything that we didn't know he was capable of before. He's just done a little bit more of it. Um, but if someone was to say at the end of this season, you know... Uh, here's the same transfer fee. I'd still say, in my opinion, it would still be something to take. I just, I don't, um, I'd like to be proven wrong. I'd like him to lead us gloriously to all kinds of trophies and Europa League and Champions League wins and all that stuff. But I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I tend to get a little bit of a feeling with some players about where their trajectory is and whether that's wrong or not or right. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just a kind of, you know, it's, a, it's an impulse. I remember thinking that there was something in Lamella just in things like body language and his application and kind of the interviews he gave. And you know and how I much do I too, but when you add language. it all up and, and you see it and you think, for whatever reason, it's an intangible, whatever reason you think, yeah, that's the player I want to persevere with. Son doesn't give me that impression. I just think he is... You are the man that did want to I did, I did. I, 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 yeah. the highest level of thought. You know what? If, so if, we'll, if, we'll if Son improves... You saw that. Rate, um... <laughs> He will be a Ballon d'Or winner. Fantastic. Wonderful. Run um, and I'll eat all of my words. But, How you know, many goals uh, have you got? I don't know. Don't, don't see that at all. I think what you touched on a minute ago, mate, I think that Danny Rose and Song Hymen are entirely different characters. Um, reacting completely differently to, oh, to yeah. the manager. And I think Rose, Rose's improvement is, uh, you, you know, something for which he should be deeply admired. I think he's he's been tremendous and sort of, his his recognition of what his failings were and Pochettino's ability to cure them. I mean, it's just one of the one of the most dramatic, you know, um, kind of reclamation projects I've seen, and it's brilliant. But I, I don't know. Uh, I if someone say to me, "Forget what I think should happen," I'll be very surprised if Son is still at the club in eighteen months' time. 
Um, I think it'll, you know, this this summer, next summer, I don't know. Okay. But in a way, it's kind of a peripheral issue though, Raj. Is I mean, we've just got better up? players. I mean, it's kind of, you know, him and Sissoko. Sissoko is a bench player already, you know, six months in. We'll stay there, presumably. He'll never be a starter for Tottenham. Um, and Son's kind of moving in the same direction. I just, you know, it seems kind of incidental now. I yeah, he's just not very good. He's, he's what Tell we all knew on. he was. Everyone, everyone except Levy. And <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what, what, one thing I have enjoyed with Musa Sissoko is when he gets like an empty <laughs> field to run yeah. into, it's glorious to watch him in full flight. When he's got nobody to run past or anything like that, he's fucking great. But when, when, he, when he can run onto yeah, a ball instead of having to control it, that's also good, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's it's, gazelle it's like, um, it's, um, Yeah, he just... Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I think I think we just have to laugh about that one now because we were, we were you know, in it. We, we were... know it's a failure. So I mean, I think I don't think anyone would deny that. Yeah, uh, let's have a look and see if we've got any questions. Um, Nikhil Saglani says, "Would you rather see rest Leicester rest? I was going to say Leicester relegated. Then, uh, would you rather see Leicester relegated or Aladu? Aladu? Aladice? He said. He said allergy. <laughs> he said, "Fuck me, I can't speak." He said Aladice, and then in brackets you, you went, put you went allergy. Mess. So I was half saying Aladice and Pardew at the same time. Um, yeah. Um, let me start again. Would you rather see Leicester relegated or Aladice? In brackets, Pazu's mess relegated. Um, Palace, I think. I, I want to see Leicester um, go down. I think it'd be fucking funny. No, I don't care about them anymore. I mean, it happened. Brilliant. I mean, it doesn't it's not going to make me feel any better? So. Oh no, it won't make me feel any better. But I'll, um, I'll still like laugh at. Them. Yeah, I guess so. Oh wait, no, it's not so much Leicester. I laugh at certain players. I'd like to see I'd like to see Jamie Vardy crying on the uh Jamie the Vardy. King Power I pitch want to see Jamie. Yeah, I quite I enjoy see... that. He won't, uh, cr- he won't hand cry. in a transfer he'll request just on the pitch. Force a move somewhere shit. I'll yeah. He'll be a dickhead um, to him. <laughs> he had it in his sock, yeah. <laughs> no, he had it in his sock, didn't he? Um uh, have I would. Have you ever seen Paul Jewell's sex tip? Nope. Have you ever seen Paul um, Jewell's sex tip? I, I never ever uh, No, I've to never see seen that. it, but uh, Google it. There's a there's a screenshot of him where he's got some poor woman on the bonnet of a BMW and he's looking up at the, the, the camera with the most red no, I, face I, you've ever seen. He's clearly been like doing his ten times table in his head for about twenty minutes trying no, to stop himself from busting a nut. Yeah. That's a it's, picture that's for really everyone. Ruined my afternoon. <laughs> no, no, I t- there's there's no, there's a there's another one. There's a picture of him as well where he's sort of like he's got his hair down like in a mat mess. And I don't know why these are ingrained onto my brain, but they are. And he's just got his hand on some woman's hip and stuff. It, and she's got like stockings on or something. It, yeah. I remember they went around the internet a few years ago and everybody laughed because the last people you'd want to see in a yeah. sex tip. No, I don't Jewel, want to see that. Is Paul Jewell, what's Paul Jewell doing? Shall we check in with Paul Jewell? Is he still in management? On, uh, Wikipedia. 
after his stint. In, I would do you want to have a guess? That he, I guess he's doing some kind of ropey consultancy work in some dreadful Malaysian first division. Uh, no, his Wikipedia entry officially ends in 2012 when he was sacked as when he was sacked as Ipswich Town manager uh, okay. after less than a season. He, yeah, he, he took over as manager on 10th of January, and he was sacked okay. in October. So he, he must have kept him up and then got sacked regardless. Mm. Awful job. Yeah. At least he had. He'll, he'll always yeah. have Bradford and yeah, that Bradford thing was. Uh, yeah. He was like, "You're right as well." Yeah, one we'll he was only about five. Ten, have you know? <laughs> with your Chelsea five eleven with those. Yeah. <laughs> Edging close to six foot. Um. On Wu says. Any of you guys watch Designated Survivor? Any Netflix? Yeah, I'll, I'll recommend watching so The Fear been, of 13. What have you been doing? Uh, on your... It's a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, documentary. Oh, the um, documentary. Um, really good. Uh, I, I can't say too much because it will um, it will ruin it. But uh, it's about a guy who spent, I think, 23 years on death row. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, very well told. Um, a good accompaniment to that would be reading uh, any work Tanahisi Coates has done for the Atlantic about the American okay. uh, justice system. Uh, read anything by Tanahisi Coates, but he's quite possibly my favourite working writer at the moment. He's he, with all the complex things happening in the world at the moment. I often find myself struggling to articulate my feelings on them, and then the Atlantic will tweet a link to the latest Coates piece, and he's done it. Fantastically, he's he's written amazing things. Last year, he wrote maybe it was the year before last. Now he wrote a, a fantastic uh, cover story for them on the case for reparations, and um, he did a fantastic look back on Obama where he spoke to him um, a few times. Called "My President Was Black," which was uh, amazing as well. And his book, uh, his second book, "Between the World and Me," um, was like a uh, like a it wasn't stylized as such, but it sort of he said it's after he'd had a son, he just wanted to discuss race relations and what it's like to live in the world as a, as a black man. Um, and it's one of the most powerful books I've ever read. It's oh, fantastic. So if you, if you ever want to, yeah, Ta-Nehisi right. I'm sure I'm surprised you've not seen me banging on about it. I'm me sure Moose has probably read it and it, stuff. Um, you're wondering if that's true or not. Um, any, I can't quite be sure. Is he joking? No. Is he not? No, I'll <laughs> never mute you, Raji. Never. Never. No, m- mute oh, me. No, no. I thought you were no, on about Musa. Locked Musa. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I haven't Netflix been. Um, I'm going to have a cinema day either today or tomorrow when uh, my work dies down a little bit. I'm going to. I haven't seen the new Trainspotting, which I want to see, and I want to go and see either Hacksaw Ridge or Split. Uh, I, I don't know. All right, my my Netflix recommendation I'm... would be Gilmore Girls, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, I've I've just started watching it. I'm I'm not even taking the piss. It's fucking great. Uh, I watch it with my mum, and we sit there and watch it, and uh, I enjoy it. It's like Aaron Sorkin wrote a soap, and I'm not even embarrassed to 
be enjoying it as much as I am. It's so good that I my hatred for Melissa McCarthy in any McCarthy. form is no, at, no. is actually circumvented. No, like she's no. in it, and I don't mind her. It's it's sort of like that. No, but yeah, you lost me, I'd watch Gilmore Girls. I don't care. If you're gonna laugh at me, nah, not having it, Raj. <laughs> no, genuinely, stop talking, Raj. you'd get brownie points if you stick on you stick on Gilmore Girls with your last. No, mate, there's no point. Plenty mate, of brownie she, points. She's she's away for the next oh. couple of weeks, so it's just me watching Gilmore Girls by myself. There's no brownie points for doing that. We know this. Yeah, but I know you. What, you went Desperate Housewives on your own, so what's the fucking that, difference? Desperate Housewives, <laughs> melodrama of the highest order. Alright. That's just you wanting to uh, uh, Terry Atchin. Mm, nah, nah, Terry Atchin. You're more of an nah, Eva, Eva Longoria man. Yeah, Eva Longoria, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had to choose, <laughs> if you're forcing me, <laughs> then it'll be Eva. Come on, Eva, let's, I'll do no, you no, a no, favour. No, no, come no, come no, round no, to Bath. No, those days are over for me. The, um, the Eva Longoria days. <laughs> like, you could even... Like, in your, yeah, yeah, when yeah. we were, when was this everything? Oh yeah, mate, years ago before like I met you. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed how you just try to stick that those yeah, days are behind me. When know, did those yeah. days ever happen, dickhead? Um, <laughs> um, Sean, <laughs> Sean Gormley says a rundown of your favourites that you've seen of the Oscar nomination. Oh, don't care about any of it, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what's nominated more, isn't it? I, I really like La La Land. Really liked um, uh, Jackie. Thought that was very good. Um, and yeah, I, I'd uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else is nominated, mate. I'm seeing that uh, Moonlight. Um, and um, what's the uh, the something heroes? Uh, with like um what's her name? Uh I can't remember now. It's annoying me. I'm gonna have to pull up the list. I I actually do a, an Oscars ballot every year with my cousin, he's a director who lives in um Canada. And we have a fifty pound bet every year on who can guess the most awards right at the Oscars. Because we both stay up on Facebook message each other across the world as they're happening. Um and uh, whoever loses has to pay thirty pound, fifty pound, sorry, to the other person's uh, charity of choice, and I've won for the past two years. Okay. Uh, the pictures are Arrival, really which is really Arrival. good. Fences, which I really good. want to see. Yeah, Arrival is really good. Yeah, uh, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, I've not seen yet. Hello, High Water was really good. Hidden Figures is the one that I couldn't remember. Um, it's got like Taraji P Henson and, and stuff in it. Uh, La La Land, Lion. Uh, which is that film about the kid who gets lost in India? Uh, Manchester by the Sea, which is really good, and Moonlight, which I still What's need Moonlight to see, about? but that's supposed to be really good as well. Um, it's like a small film. Um, I think it's like a India. I'm, I'm not sure if he's gay or not in it, but it's a Barry Jenkins' film. Essentially, it's got the yeah. The guy, have you ever watched uh, House of Cards? Oh yeah, yeah. It's no, got Remy yeah. Marahashala Ali. He's the one who's got um got the thingy, but it's um it's like it's split into loads okay. of different timelines and stuff like that. I think, but it's one of those where I've purposely not read a lot about it because I want to sort of. I really enjoy seeing films where I, I the only thing I know yeah. is at most the basic premise, 
Um, because I feel like even when people don't try and include spoilers, you you still get a, a oh, sense yeah, of the yeah, film yeah, no, that you didn't really you want. Um, even like with something like La La Land, when it gets loads of hype, it sort of puts a pressure on you to either yeah, like the film or you not. have to have a definitive judgment um, of it when you get to La La Land level. You can't just think, "Yeah, that was fun." Um, you know, you know what? La La Land was such a good film that I was all right in overlooking the fact that the central premise of the film is that a white man could yeah, save jazz. Yeah, but I was talking. I think I was talking to Jack about this the other day. I just. I don't know. I, I think um, I don't think it was smart enough to be, in any way, trying to make any. I don't know. I don't. Oh no! Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I think it's a complete I don't think mistake. It warranted um, the. And it's sort of. Yeah, um, I, I think heavy-handed. At best, that was clumsy. I, I don't think it kind of warranted the three thousand word Guardian articles that got written yeah. about it. Um, that sort of. <laughs> no, but as a as a jazz fan myself, um, and sort of. You know, it being one of the purest yeah. forms of original black expression. Um, that is one thing that sort of stuck in my craw um, in the film. But I, like I say, it was so good and yeah, uh, you know, I left that film with such a big that. smile on my face that, um, it, it, you know, I was, I was able to overlook it and sort of, you know, in the world as it is at the moment, there are bigger crimes being committed um, that I can overlook one man's arty look at singing and dancing in Los Angeles. Um, you, you've got to pick your battles and choose that which hill, hill to die on. And I don't think no. ticking on a, ticking on a well, musical that, 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 is that's the, the thing, that isn't I'm, it? Cause uh, it's kind of like I'm that, that is a sort of like, it's the, it's, it's the Led Zeppelin argument. It's the Rolling Stones argument. It's a kind of, I don't know. There are, there are more egregious cases of this in history and they've been around for a really long time. And, a lot of the people angered by La La Land seem completely untroubled by any of those, uh, which is disappointing. Yeah. No, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, um, when we went, I uh, I was going to see it. Um, I was going to go watch it on my own, and then my mum said that she wanted to watch it, so I waited for her. And then, like, um, as we were about to leave, my sister was like, oh, what you got to see? So I showed a trailer, and she came as well. Um and she's, she normally hates things that I tell her to listen to because she's into fucking, you know, little mix and chart hits and all that sort of shit, um, whereas I, I don't. Um, we often argue about sort of taste and things because I, <laughs> I will... When I, 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 when I pick her up from school and things, I get to... I've got a captive audience, essentially, so I'm trying to play her music and shape her... Um, pop culture into do you um, did you do you when you're waiting for her um, to uh to, to leave school are you singing the uh, la la land soundtrack no we've we've actually been listening to la la land the past singing couple along. of drives home but like it, in days yeah in days gone past i've sort of i've played oh what dylan's desolation right fucking great into, yeah i've tried to get her into try to get her into dylan i've played her like um what do you call it um what I have on the other day, Ooh, I, I okay. like muddy waters and stuff. Yeah, man. I'm she, trying yeah. to like ed- educate okay. her after her school, and she's like, "Oh no, can we listen to Beyonce again?" And I'm like, "No, we're, we're, I'm going to teach you here." My car, you're listening to my, car, you're listening like, oh, to my music. Got loads of swearing in. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the this is one thing that I always got told as a kid, as sort of you know, when you've got your own car, you can pick the music, um, and yeah. I that's a rule that I hold very dear to my heart now. Let's finish this. Uh, let's see if there's any more questions. <laughs> um, 
if Levy sold the club no. to Trump, would you carry on with the pod? I don't think I'd be allowed to support the club if Trump took over. I think there'd be some sort of executive order. Uh, that yeah, you wouldn't be. Uh, no, not only that, mate, but you, somehow that you're, um, you would be. I, I don't even know how it would work. You kind of excommunicated from the Tottenham Church, I suspect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my my me- yeah. my membership would be tickets uh, that you bought wouldn't arrive. Would be broken, you know. Um, I'd want to see what a solid no, gold football stadium looks like. I think by the time by the time Trump is buying Trump football Arena. Clubs, I think football will no longer be for me anyway. So we'll see. We'll, exactly. we'll all be there yeah. at the rugby league. Um, Should we stop? Okay. Here's a last question um, that's sort of not serious. Um, and... You know, you'll have to cash your mind, but Max T says, uh, what do you eat after a night out before going home on the next day? What was your sort of takeaway of choice or what did you have? No, I was never that guy. I was never an eat at the end of the night out guy. I was a... Not not even like a... Never got hungry. Pack of chips or something? Uh, I just didn't. I just... Why not? It wasn't my thing. Uh, You you also don't get kebab vans on King's Road, so... I enjoy... I I enjoy a kebab. I tell you, I tell you what, actually, that what why, you know when you come, you know when you complain, right? When people like post things on Twitter saying I'm not going to listen to football from a man called Sebastian yeah. Stafford. Paul, this is I, why I, I, so do, I do, I do, I do. These people these have a go at you. Sincerity. That, <laughs> and then you cackle like a fucking witch. Mate, that, about that guy, it. that guy <laughs> wouldn't quit, man. He went on you for the rest of the day about that stuff. Yeah. Oh, did he? I saw you. I saw you. No, no. He, he, that that was that was the. I was going to quote to it. That was the only I, I only one of his tweets that I was, I was I was sort of comfortable retweeting. I just thought, Christ, he went on and on Shit. and on. Language got worse, and it was all kind of I, I don't know. People kept sending it to me, and I was like, Yeah, you, you don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Um, I was uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to have a look at that because yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I used to enjoy it more because I used to sort of I used to th- I used to be quite up for the ruck and, and and sort of like yeah let's go back and forth for a little bit but you just think mm, it's not going to take you anywhere good let's just uh, move on. Oh, I have I, people rarely uh, argue with me, which is nice. Yeah. Well, uh, nice, I guess. Uh. Yeah. Um. So no, you didn't I, I eat didn't anything really, on the night out. In all seriousness, I didn't. Um, I just it, that thing. I know. I know a lot of people are different. I just never got hungry. Go have a night out. Go home. Smoke a lot. You know. Yeah, I was a heavy oh, smoker when I was younger. So I, you know, probably, um, probably explains a bit. Yeah. It does indeed. Because it does yeah. take your appetite away, doesn't it? Uh, I'm quite easy, really. Kebab, or if you're in Leeds, go up to Dixie's. Um, and you know, greasy and spicy and nasty. It's it's fucking cracking the no. the fucking shit you have the next day, mate. Is uh, is something to behold. Uh, and on that note, that's yeah. We'll leave it. Okay, um, and do the we'll leave outro, it. Raj. Yeah, sorry we've we've been away for so long. Uh, Jack will be back soon once work dies down a bit. Uh, we're busy men, uh, as you can clearly <laughs> it tell. It is the from, middle of a Tuesday. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
so two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and I've got one on my feet on my desk. Yeah, <laughs> cannot move for the amount of work I've got on. <laughs> I'm still in my boxes. I've not had a shower today. Um, oh, lovely! I'm just eating a no, no, no. Jana made me um, two different cakes before she went away. Yeah. Gonna no, no, I've also got gym membership, mate, so I'm okay. No, no, no. Well, you just sitting in the sauna, Full though? cardio, mate. Yeah, look at the treadmill. <laughs> what, you you know, the sit treadmill. on the rowing machine. You know, I'd say. Oh, rowing machine hurts after a while. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to old episodes of this for any reason, if we not managed to put you off uh, in, in the course of this, I'm sure. Uh, go to rtrpod.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. Um, we're on Acast as well, if you've got that app. Uh, Jack seems to like it, so I trust him. Uh, download that and listen to it. Um, no, just at Sebastian. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, at rtr underscore pod. Uh, Seb, what's your... Are you at Seb SB? No underscores or anything? Uh, and I'm... Bane's 13, but 13's in Roman numerals because somebody had taken the other one. You know, a great plot twist would be... One thing I looked at the other day, actually, was um, the person who's just got at Bane's is dormant. So who who do I contact about (laughs) reclaiming that? Yeah, you you can have it, Raj, for (laughs) (laughs) £10,000. What, at Bane's? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I want it. (laughs) 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 softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.